Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith. Thank you for joining us. We are excited to be here. Uh, we want to tell you how to plug in with us, and the number one place is thehousinghour.com. We can uh, take you there and show you around, and you go there, and you can find all the series that we've completed um, in the past. You can share those with friends and family. Uh, we have just a treasure trove of information. It's the mothership of the Housing Hour, and we'd love for you to join us there. Also, we're on the social media channels as well. So we're on Facebook.com slash The Housing Hour, also on Twitter at The Housing Hour, and you can also find The Housing Hour Pinterest page if you just Google it. <laughs> That's just generic. Good. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do the joke about uh, the fact that Mark likes to pin on Pinterest anymore, but that's okay. Um, today in studio, we have a guest that we had not too long ago, and we're so thankful for him bringing back his expertise. We have Jeff Jeter in studio, the president and CEO of Shepherd Financial Freedom. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks. Now, those of you, obviously, you can't see. I can see he's got the orangest jacket. That it's, I have it's ever a seen. beautiful it's awesome. color. It's a beautiful it, it's orange. A, it's absolutely beautiful. And uh, we want to thank him for that colorful shirt or jacket because Tennessee uh, basketball is coming coming strong this year. And you're a Tennessee fan, right? I am a Tennessee fan, and it turns out we do have a basketball team. How about that? <laughs> you know, we're turning into a basketball school a little we bit. We have to. We? Yeah, we really do. <laughs> well, Jeff has uh, came on, you know, I guess it was last year, maybe, or what was it in the... Well, it was. But, just before um, the holidays. That's right. Yeah, and we talked about a variety of different things. Just before Thanksgiving, actually. But, okay, well, that was before the holidays. Right. Um, <laughs> and we talked about a variety of different topics. And I remember leaving just feeling more knowledgeable, frankly, about you know what we need to do in preparation for saving and, and, and the, the whole holistic approach of planning for your future. Um, and today we're going to talk a little bit more about that, but get a little bit deeper into some other topics as well. But first, for um, the listener's sake, Jeff, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do, and that'll set us up for a great show. How about that? All right. Well, thanks, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I'm a financial planner, and uh, generally what I do is I help families, businesses, and people uh, plan and prepare for a comfortable and confident retirement. Uh, Last time we were here, we spoke a lot about budgeting and the importance of of, uh, developing, but then also maintaining your budget. So uh, we went into a lot of that last time, and we've got some topics today that I'm really excited to share. Yeah, and for those of you who don't remember, um, Jeff was a fighter pilot in Desert Storm. So he's a veteran. Um, We appreciate your service so much. And um, he's also very involved in the community. He has uh, a daughter that has an incredible name because that's my daughter's name, Olivia. And I'm I'm sure that Reagan's awesome as well. They are. They're both awesome. (laughs) And so, you know, that's what of one of the things about Jeff is that, you know, he is a community guy and, uh, you know, been around here for a long time and learning about the budgeting and the saving, you know, you have to have that before you can get into what we're going to talk about today. Would you say that budgeting is a very nice segue into the discussion points today? Well, I certainly wouldn't. We even brought it up last time. Probably the most important tool we have is to develop and maintain a budget. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I have a budget, and if I if I violate it by a, a couple bucks here and there, uh, you know, everything's going to fall apart. And that's simply not true. Right. You know, the importance of a budget is to know, is to have a plan in place, and then if you need to, modify and review your plan. So it is a living document, and, and we went into that, and we've we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about now. And and you budget into your plan, mm-hmm. savings, and investing, protection, and some of those other things that we're hopefully going to get to today. Yeah. So um, one of the first things I would like to do is, you know, what is the what is the goal here? Because you mentioned it in your in your opening remarks, the goal is to have a nest egg essentially. So that when you want to retire, that you're able to maintain the lifestyle that you um, that you you know planned on having, right? But more than that, you know that's one piece of it. Um, but what would you say when you talk to clients? You know they are all coming in for different reasons, I'm sure. But at the end of the day, what is the big picture here? And, and that's a great opportunity for me to bring up my, my sort of disclaimer here. Mm-hmm. And that is that's everybody's <laughs> goal is different. Right. All right? And, and, and it is, it's very true that we all have different expectations and we have different dreams. Uh, my dream's not going to look the same as yours, Kevin. It's, it's just what we want to work for and how we're working towards it are simply not going to be the same. We also have, you know, we have different circumstances. So our starting points are different. And then, of course, our motivations to get from here to there are going to be unique to our perspective. They're going to be unique to our life experiences, our personal preferences and prejudices. Um, so we're going to have a lot of different different avenues as we go. So nobody's plan is the same, which means there's no right and wrong here. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Mark, you and I might term things differently as far as what we want you know, going forward, you're in a different position in your life. You, yes. You're a grandfather now, you know, you've got kids, but at the, at the end of it, you know, our, our objectives are, are very similar. We might just have different terminology, I guess, because we want, we want peace and freedom and, and, and all of those things. And that's translated differently sometimes. And it always changed. I remember when we got married, my wife and I got married. Um, Not we, me and you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, but the the goal was this retirement plan. So we poured right. everything into that, and we we're just thinking narrow-minded. And then the kids, you know, started popping up. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, you had to make a Disney plan. <laughs> Disney <laughs> well, savings plan. It, truthfully, yeah. it, you have a Christmas savings club. Right. And then so there's little bits of savings that you have to kind of plan for. Mm-hmm. And my saving pattern and spending pattern isn't the same as yours. No, and it's not. And and again, your your goals aren't the same either. Like mm-hmm. you like you had mentioned, Kevin, your 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 vision of retirement uh, comfort is going to be different. Everybody's is going to be different. Right. It, it it may be, you know, some may be lavish trips mm-hmm. all year long, and some Kevin. may be no, Kevin, and some may be just sort of <laughs> hanging out, kicking your feet up, and having the grandkids come over and play. Right. So it really depends on what your image of retirement looks like. Yeah. So so the goals are are truly different. And then circumstances are changing all the time, like you said, Mark. I mean, we, we, we'll develop a plan today, and every year it's got to be maintained because things are going to change. Now, there is, you said that there is no right or wrong plan, but there could be considered a wrong plan if you have no plan at all. Well, there, right? that is a decision. <laughs> yeah. Not making a decision is a decision made. True. Uh, and so if you think about that, and you, you, 
here you get a lot of coaching cliches. Mm-hmm. You've got the, you know, failure to plan is planning to fail, mm. those sorts of things. And, and, and it's all true. But deciding not to do anything is in itself a decision yeah. to not do anything. And yeah. yes, usually you're going to end up with a less efficient approach that yeah. way. I was talking with Hal Flint yesterday and he had, you know, he was retired. He From Mortgage he, Investors yes, Group. Yes, he, he, he was, you know, in, he, he flew, I guess, in That's Vietnam right. era, I think. But anyway, he and I were talking about, and it just so happens that you were a fighter pilot, but we were talking about um, his uh, steps that he had to go through in order to actually get the plane off of the ground, the flight plan, all of the things that were associated with just getting getting going, you know. And I'm sure you can equate that a lot to what you do every day because when when you were, you know, on a mission, you had to first have a plan and you had an objective, and then you had to carry that out. So there's three different pieces there. And do you, do, I mean, you may not ever think, think about that, but when I thought about you being a fire pilot and then me talking with Hal and how much planning went into it, you have to use that today when you think through things, don't you? Well, I probably by nature, but not, not right. intentionally, right. certainly. But, but there is a lot that, that goes on with, um, with, with your pre-flight checklist, mm-hmm. your pre-mission checklist. Uh, you have different configurations, so yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. Easy for yeah. me to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think of those things all the time because you know, in marketing, we're trying to help people like loan officers do what they do best, and we do have a pilot, and I, you know, I recommended to him say, you know, this is the the journey going through a loan process is similar to flying a plane. You have to have someone helping you as a co-pilot. That might be your processor, so you can equate the the flying uh, analogy for a lot of people. They may not. Not have, know what flying is all about, but they certainly understand that you have to have a very clear, very clear mission, and then set s- specific goals and objectives to get to and complete the mission. Um, now, well, there are a lot of moving parts, right? And if we can make all those parts work well together, mm-hmm. we're going to have a better plan. It's going to be easier to stick to. We're going to get better results. Uh, whereas if we just have a bunch of ideas or a bunch of moving parts. They may all be good ideas, hmm. but we don't know exactly how they're going to work together. Yeah. And that's that's probably the biggest advantage of a plan in itself. Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk more about that, about a plan. And we're going to compare, of course, we're going to compare a lot of things because in understanding this subject matter, we want to understand what the differences of these terms are and try to have uh, a discussion around wealth accumulation and uh, pension retirement planning. So there's a difference and we want to get into all of that. And so we want to thank Jeff Jeter for coming in. He is the CEO of Shepherd Financial Freedom. And we're going to continue with him right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to go check out our website. It is uh, thehousinghour.com. You can go there and find shows, past shows, uh, share those with friends and family alike, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. We're all over the place. 
Um, and I also got an email this morning that Google Plus, they've been talking about it for years, is going away. It was um, not something that they even they admitted in the email that it just isn't working. And so Google, I thought it was going to be very successful. So you, you won't be able to find us on Google Plus hmm. in the near future. But uh, we have with us in studio Jeff Jetter. Uh, I want to um, apologize for mispronouncing uh, his name um, earlier in the show. So, Jeff, I apologize. No problem. Uh, Mark, Happens all the time. I'm sure. Mark told me before the show, he said, don't forget, it's Jeter. It's Jeter. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> I know that's not true. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, but <laughs> in our first segment, we talked um, in defining, you know, sort of what is the 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 difference between, you know, a right plan and a wrong plan. And there's not actually really a difference. You, you have to make a plan and use the information that you have. And uh, you want to put together a strategy to meet the goals that you maybe have in the future. And uh, Jeff has been very kind to offer some assistance in helping us understand all of this. And um, we're going to move into something that I've think is pretty neat you had sent me some notes and the the note read you know what's the difference between wealth accumulation and pension and retirement income planning so for me when i was younger it was a lot about i need to see my you know money growing only like my checking account or you know what do i have in my savings account and there wasn't a lot of thought there was some because that 401k and all that, but there wasn't a lot of thought about this. Okay, what am I going to need in the future? What am I going to have to have to make the lifestyle that I want come true? So tell me the difference, sort of high level. You know, what is what is the difference between the two? Well, really, the, the, the biggest difference is wealth accumulation is how much stuff can I get? Mm-hmm. And that's property, money, securities, uh, whatever you're, whatever you value, how much can I get? That's wealth accumulation. Uh, we all have some level of wealth. It doesn't matter how much you make or how wealthy you are or wealthy you think you aren't. We all have some level of wealth. And then the flip side of that is when I turn off my income from earning it, how do I turn on an income from the wealth I've accumulated? So we start looking at things like uh, retirement income capability, and there are a lot of different vehicles for that too. Um, so you got to remember back in the 80s and 90s, a lot of us had pensions, and our pensions were um, taken into account both loyalty, service, um, how much you were making, and then that would turn into a retirement income stream mm-hmm. when you retired. And since then, we've gone the way of retirement savings, where we're actually putting money away and accumulating wealth during our retirement year- years to turn on an income ourselves later. Mm. So the responsibility has shifted. A lot that is a huge difference because many people who who maybe are at retirement age or, you know, like you mentioned, the 80s and the 90s, you know, there were pensions that were offered as one of the benefits of these big companies. And and I don't know, maybe some of them still do offer that, but it's more times than not, you're not going to get a pension. Now, if you work for the government, you know, for instance, I have a relative that's retiring from the Army after a long-term service. Yes, he does have retirement coming, and he also has disability. There's other things. So you do have those types of things on governmental agencies that are still in place. But 
I mean, m- you know, mortgage investors group, we have a great 401k plan and we have some really nice things, but we're not going to pay a pension mark. I'm, I'm sorry. Once you, once what? you, <laughs> well, and it's funny you mentioned the, go- the federal government, yeah. they're going away from a, a retirement plan uh, as well. And, and it's the thrift savings plan. Mm. So it is the federal government's form of 401k or, okay. or retirement savings. So they're encouraging a lot more of their soldiers and airmen and, and, Seamen and and everybody else in the federal government mm-hmm. to go along that line of uh, being responsible for your own retirement savings, and of course they incentivize that savings. Is the reason for that? And I know it's not. I don't want to get off topic here, but is the reason for that because it's going to be better for the long term for of that company because they have a little less long term risk as it relates to out outlays that they have to anticipate going forward because it seems like that money is set aside and it grows similar to what we're doing with the 401k. I guess they're just saying, we feel like you can manage your money better than we can. And so they're going to give you the money to manage and put into whatever savings or, or, you know, whatever asset you want. It's an interesting way you put that because that's what happened Mm -hmm. back in the eighties. Money was, money was, Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everybody was making a million bucks in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, interest rates were high. So everybody thought they could do better on their own. Mm. And the companies sort of get this bad rap. Big corporations uh, get a bad reputation because they've uh, they've sort of taken the blame for getting away from some of that pension planning, mm. uh, where really it was a mutual agreement. Yeah. It was a lot of individuals saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. And a lot of companies saying, well, we don't want to be responsible anyway. So and 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 there we go and we ended up in this retirement savings and an incentivized retirement savings environment mm-hmm. there are still pensions out there right. but for the most part it's it's retirement savings plans that are available for us and if they're not available through work we can set up our own right with IRAs and th- things like that so yeah cuz if you're if your job that you're doing is a skilled you know whether whether it's you know loan officer or it's a whoever you are you know you have the opportunity to uh, interview at other companies that uh, that have different benefits. So if you feel like your a pension is an absolute, or you want your employer to match more of your four hundred one k, I mean, all of these things are are transparent when you go and interview. And if I were, you know, I know this is not a uh, show about finding a job, but for me, if I were out looking for a job. You know, certainly it's a it's it's an interview process, but I also would ask those questions. Hey, what could you give me a a list of what your benefits are so that I can make an educated decision, you know, because I do have other offers out or whatever, you know, because that's an important part of planning, I think. Well, and it certainly is. And and it it does put the responsibility back on the individual. It Mm -hmm. puts it puts it back on us rather than the employer. It's the employee that's responsible for their own savings, their own income strategies, and it it affords us as the consumer a lot more freedom, Mm -hmm. but it demands a lot more responsibility. Yeah. But, you know, there are a lot more products out there that you can do this with. I'll give you an example. We talked about the 80s. When I first got into the mortgage business, I had a a professional come to me and um, in there weren't any 401ks at the time, not not really IRAs and stuff out there, maybe at the dawning age. And um, he didn't he was self-employed as a doctor. And so I, I said, well, do you have any savings? And he goes, yes, I brought it with me. And I thought, what are you talking about? You brought it with him. He pulled out of his suitcase and brought a stack of insurance policies paid up. There were whole 
insurance policy. Oh, man. Yep. That was his insurance, or that was his retirement plan. He goes, there is nothing for the private guy out there to do other than this right here. Mm. And so he he used his money. Does that make sense to you? Well, yeah. it, and it does make sense because the pension plans were built on both wealth accumulation and actuarial science yes. or that investment mm. in assumptive risk. Um, we're getting a little a little finance ease here, mm-hmm. and I don't want to do that too much. But but there was a lot it. of that actuarial investment by the employer at the time, um, and that's gone unless you've taken that on yourself. So really, you have uh, a finite amount of money if your sole purpose is wealth accumulation. And mm-hmm. I'm not ad- I'm not advocating for or against either. I think the right the right answer is an appropriate mix for that client. Mm. And I think that goes back to there's no right or wrong, but what's your goal? What's mm. your path? And how do we get the right mix of protection and accumulation? Yeah, because you make a good point um, in your notes that you sent me, and that is we can't depend on the government to take care of us at retirement. You know, you are paying into Social Security and you are paying into Medicare and those things. And you will hopefully see some uh, realization of that investment because that's what it is. I mean, Social Security, when we're putting that money in our out of our paycheck each month, um, that's really an investment. Is it isn't basically that what it is? It is an investment. And I have whole seminars on Social Security and Mm. Social Security optimization. Mm. So we can get into that anytime we we want. So um, that that's that is a topic in it in of itself. Uh, but there are ways to optimize that. It's not as complicated as most people think, uh, yeah. but it is, uh, you know, Kevin, it is an investment into an actuarial or annuity type product. Mm. Now, there was, you know, politicians, if, if if I guess the news cycle's low or something, they'll get into, hey, we want people to be able to, you know, invest their Social Security themselves. And maybe that's already happened. I don't think it is. But um, that I can't remember who what it doesn't matter. But um, there was a period of time where they would rather have put that money. And it goes back to that same thing that happened with pensions. You know, people want to have more control over their destiny than some guy up in New York, you know, on Wall Street or girl uh, or lady, whatever. Um, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we are in the danger zone here right now with Jeff Jetter. He is a veteran. Uh, he is definitely a fighter pilot. He was one of the top guns. I am absolutely positive of that. We're going to continue talking with him right after these messages. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you for joining us. And we have in studio with us Jeff Jetter with Shepherd Financial Freedom. And we want to direct you to thehousinghour.com to find out more about Jeff just so that you can locate his website, get his information, his contact info, and so forth. We'd love for you to share this show with friends and family. And quite frankly, that's what this is all about. Sharing it with friends and family. And if you want to contact him and talk to him, he'll talk to you and help you through these decisions. And I'm sure set up a meeting with you to help mm-hmm. you through it. But he's a big Tennessee fan, so you got to love him. Right. Absolutely. There's nothing not to love. 
There's nothing not to love. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So we've had a great first two segments um, setting up what we've been talking about. And just as a little recap, we were talking about, you know, having a plan. And the the good news is, is that there's really no right or wrong plan. You ha- maybe have different objectives. Mark and I might have a little bit different strategies to get where we're going. Um, you know, he likes to invest in foreign, uh, I'm just kidding, (laughs) but, but his, his strategy may be different than mine and, and that's okay because we are, are all looking for some, some of the same things in our retirement years. Uh, but we may just get there, uh, down different paths. So, um, we talked about having a plan. So that was the first segment. Then we talked about, uh, wealth accumulation versus pension and retirement planning or income planning. And we, we talked about how things have shifted a lot in the employment of Americans. Uh, It's more now giving control to the employee rather than the pension being controlled by the company and the investments and the strategies. So more companies have started to model uh, more along the lines of giving back the control to you. Um, and, and we talked about how that's an important piece, but it also makes uh, you be a little more responsible for the returns because you have to have, uh, again, back to the plan. You have to, you know, if you have more money coming in, whether that be through a higher match on the 401k, or maybe that means that they set their um, their salaries a bit higher because they're not going to be responsible for a pension, whatever it is, it ultimately comes back to you. Now, and then we talked about Uncle Sam's not going to save us. You know, we do know that for instance, Social Security, and I made the comment that I see that as an investment. And Jeff, actually, you spoke about uh, that you have actual webinars and seminars where you do dive into um, how you can have a strategy for Social Security because there's different ways that you can. I guess, uh, have social security coming out of your check. You may have, uh, different dependents or, um, can you just briefly touch on what the overview of what you talk about in those sessions? Well, sure. What, what you put into social security is not really up to you. Mm-hmm. It's up to, it's up to your, your, um, reported income mm-hmm. and your, your contribution. Now, when you decide to take social security ah. is that's where there. we get into a lot of the optimization. Yeah. Now, what the way Social Security works is they look at your 10 best years of employment. Mm-hmm. So, And then they, they base your benefit of, off that. Mm-hmm. There is no magic trust fund with all your money earmarked in there. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, uh, it's a benefit that is paid by the people contributing into the system today. Mm-hmm. Um, so your benefit is based on your work history. Wow. And so when you decide to take years? it. They just take the 10 years and that's how they do it? Typically, it's your 40 best quarters or 40 best credits of employment. Hmm. So it's your top 10 earning years. And for most people, that's towards their retirement age. They're, right. in, their, they're in their higher earning years, typically, right. at, towards the end of their careers when they're ready to put in their papers. So that's, that's typically the benefit structure. And then when you decide to take it, whether you want to take it early, on time, or late, will affect your benefit payout as well. And then, of course, how long you decide to live will affect how much you get to because once you stop we decide that (laughs) yeah once you decide to stop that they stop paying you right yeah yeah. so 
That makes sense. You know, my my father, when he was going through this, I remember very clearly he was trying to decide, you know, am I going to take it at 62 or whatever that age is, or am I going to take it at whatever later date? And there was, uh, I'm sure, optimization, you know, there was something that you could optimize with that as well when you take it and all that but that we'll leave that for your webinar that you have coming up um and you can get in touch with jeff more more about that it doesn't necessarily have to be a webinar it can be just a one-on-one sure discussion um now the next thing we're going to talk about which wow it, it, this is a big one because there is there are taxes that we have to pay on realized gains on any investment the question is when do we have to pay those taxes do is the, are there strategies that allow us to shelter ourselves from a higher tax rate than a lower tax rate and so forth talk a little bit about qualified savings versus non-qualified and what that all looks like okay getting into qualified versus non-qualified is very very confusing and complex for a lot of people mm-hmm. i like to simplify it and say are you going to get some advantages in an investment that come at the price of restrictions or rules mm. If so, that can be called a qualified plan. The truer definition of a qualified plan is a qualified employee-sponsored plan. Mm-hmm. But we've sort of taken that to, uh, you know, we don't say tissue, we say Kleenex. We don't say Coke we, or soft drink, we say Coke. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of your IRAs are considered qualified, even though by definition they're not. Okay. Um, but a lot of those have tax advantages, but that comes at a price of do I have some restrictions on the use of that money? Once there's a restriction in exchange for an advantage, I like to consider that qualified money. So you, when I walked back in from grabbing us some waters, you had, I heard you guys talking about um, education and, you know, maybe our kid isn't going to go to college. We, we, you know, some people, you know, they, they start making these plans for their children at an age where, you know, that's just not something that you 100% know. Are there disadvantages? Let's say you did start, this is just one example. You started a trust or a 529, I think. And, um, you know, when the, the child is, you know, 12 years old and then, or 10 years or whatever, and then they get to college age and they say, you know what, dad, mom, you know, I, this is what I want to do. I want to go in, into this field and they have training. You know, I think it's better for me. So and is that going to be a negative for someone who has that type of strategy? Well, it could. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to I don't want to say 529s are bad. Again, there's no, no right or wrong. Right, right. Uh, but your college 529 savings plans are a tax advantaged savings plan. Mm-hmm. A lot of states run them. Um that come at the price of some restrictions on how you can use it then, Mm -hmm. right? And some of those restrictions are for education. Um, We can, if you have a large family, four or five kids, probably one of them is going to go to college. So having a 529 is is certainly not going to bite you later. Mm -hmm. If you have a single child family, it might. Mm -hmm. That child may not go to college. But there are a lot of other opportunities we can use that that money for that are considered education vocational schools and and those sorts of things so that even private school at at middle school and high school level you can use that money for for these things too so it's not just college savings plan Mm -hmm. even though we term it that often that's that make sense yeah absolutely no no doubt and i think that that goes back to what your first statement was because it can be confusing for some people and being 
that you're the professional, you can help people see both sides of the coin because there's no right or wrong answer. I, I hate to keep coming back to that, but that really is the the deal. I mean, you may have a certain set of situ- uh, circumstances that would enable you to have a better advantage with this over that, right? Certainly. And, and that gets back to, do we want to have very specific and intentional uh, gloves that fit everybody, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We, we don't want to do that because your motivation may be so different that you're very motivated by eliminating debt. Mm-hmm. Where Mark's motivation may be, he may be more motivated debt. by accumulating wealth, <laughs> oh, right? And, and so we can, we can make more efficient strategies that tailor to your motivations. Mm-hmm. You with me? Yeah. But, uh, but what you will also do is you will, you're not just going to co-sign just any plan uh, that may not have come out right, but you're going to, when you engage with somebody, cause I'll say this, I need that. I need somebody to say, buddy, that let's link that through that. That doesn't make sense. I like for people to, you know, in, in, in my team at work, I mean, we do that all the time. It's collaboration and nobody is going to take criticism i'm not going to take the criticism it's not even criticism it's just sharing other ideas and perspectives because of your knowledge and your skill and you know you can change people's minds but going into a relationship like with you 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 don't want to go in and just you this is the way it is and that's the only way it is i'm not going to change my mind if that's the case then you don't you don't need to even have someone like yourself because you think you already know it all and and that's why being a one-sided planner um, is so dangerous, right? Because you can get, you can we can go out and Google anything we want. Hmm. We can go out and listen to a lot of entertainers. We can listen to a lot of other financial professionals. Mm-hmm. But if we're only listening and absorbing information, then we're making the decision on our own. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we can bring our bring those prejudices in. Yeah. Whereas talking that out and hey, what's the bigger picture? Is there a more efficient way? Might be a better strategy. And you know where the best place it is to listen to get advice like this is the housing hour. That's where. Thehousinghour.com also. So guys, stick around. We have one last segment with Jeff Jetter right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray. Thank you for joining us. This is uh, the Housing Hour. We're talking about a lot of things with Jeff Jetter from Shepherd Financial Freedom. You can find his information on thehousinghour.com. Uh, you can go and find his website. You can find out more about him, how you can set up a uh, maybe a, a call or an in-office visit. Um, if you'd like, uh, you can talk more with him about what type of partnership you guys could uh, venture into. And I think that over the last couple of shows that we've had with him, I think you know, you've been able to get to know a little bit about what his philosophy is, and he uh, is not going to beat anybody over the head if they're doing something that may not uh, be the the best for their situation. Good point. He, he's going to help them see both sides. And not push product. Right. You know, the one thing I hate about some planners that I've fired in the past mm-hmm. is they come in at you, and all of a sudden they're pushing something that you don't understand what in the world they're talking about. Right, exactly. But you got to buy this now. Exactly. Mark, come over here. Let me let me show you this right over here. This product over here is going to I mean, and, and there's a commission involved, you know, or whatever. I you, know? Mean, you know, hey, 
And I don't want to get into Well, we do have to get paid. Yeah, you do. I have mean, to get I'm paid. not going to. But there's products that get paid that'll fit us better than just this one product. Right. That I don't even yep. understand. And you can go out there and you can find folks that'll say, you know, products, product XYZ, you have to have it or the sky's falling. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you can turn and watch the next commercial or another entertainer or go talk to somebody else and they'll say, your product XYZ, if you don't have it, mm-hmm. the sky will fall. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get, it's, it's like going Mark- Google, you can find anything you want. Mark was telling me, I guess it was after the last show, he said, Kevin, take everything you have and put it into Bitcoin, into Bitcoin. How'd that work out for you? I did not. Not advice I'd give. If that was three years ago, you'd probably did well. Right. If it was 12 months ago, probably not so well. (laughs) You didn't say that. I'm kidding. Uh, But there are assets that everyone has. um, And you can just look right now, you know, for instance, uh, my wife and I, you know, we have money that's, that goes to a specific savings account and also, um, in our investments, we have that automatically happening. We talked about this during the budget talks. And then also, um, we have, yeah, I think we said automatically though. <laughs> yeah. Automatically. That's right. You exactly. said budget talks. It yeah. sounds like you yeah. had this formal meeting with your it wife. It was at Kenny Bunk Point. Port. <laughs> it was a, a very nice, um, anyway, but we also have, if you think about cash savings and savings that are actually growing. So all of these assets that we have, you have to, you know, every once in a while you need to assess what you have and what, what is our current portfolio look like? Do I have too much cash on hand? Do I do Maybe I need to. So how do you reevaluate? Cause we talked about reevaluating budget, you know, monthly because we weren't hitting our targets or maybe we were underperforming or whatever. Do you also do the same thing with investments as well? Well, unquestionably. Yeah. And again, a lot of that goes to personal um, motivation. Mm. So some people really like to have real estate, real property assets. Mm-hmm. So we want to develop a portfolio that takes advantage of their 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 predilection for real estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people want to have that ownership of corporation. So you can do that in individual stocks. You can have ownership in municipalities through bonds. You can share that in mutual funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot of different ways to invest and accumulate those assets. And, of course, there's cash. Mark, you even brought up there's there are other uh, cash value equivalents like life insurance. So there are a lot of different forms of wealth and assets that we can accumulate. I hate to keep going back to the right answer is usually a blend, but the right answer is usually a blend. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to have a diversified portfolio. This is also a very dynamic action. When you're younger, a lot of times we're looking at a longer time horizon. We want to be a little more aggressive in the returns we're looking for and expecting from our investment. When we're starting to get closer to retirement, we might want to shift that to security because we we don't want to have money at risk anymore. I remember back in 2008 and we had, I'm not going to say any names, but he came to Getty's view um, and he did a talk for the Knoxville Mortgage Bankers Association and he was like Chicken Little and he was saying the sky is falling. Do you not remember that, Mark? I don't. Well, I'll, well, I'll tell you later if okay. you forgot, because I know as you get a little bit older, sometimes it's hard to remember back that I'm far. planning for this. <laughs> but <clears throat> this this gentleman, great guy, but he, he predicted that the stock market was going to just absolutely just drop like we had never seen before. Um, and it was actually after it was post, you know, when we had that big dip, 
it never ha- what what he was saying never actually happened. It never came to flourishing. So you have to be very careful, I think, with those ambulance chasing type of uh, people who are up on a soapbox saying, "Oh no, you got to buy gold. You have to buy silver. Yeah, you have point. to buy because those are assets. I mean, gold and silver. I mean, if you want that to be a part of your you know portfolio, that's diversity. You know, if you need some Bitcoin or whatever, but you know, that, that, is that not true though? I mean, when people say the stock market is going to crash or I hear these ads all the time, Jeff, where they say, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Doe predicted in 2008 and now listen to his new study, you know, and they try to sell you on the fact that they prognosticated this 10 years ago. And so now you got to come in here and buy gerbil food because it's going to be the most cost effective thing. You know, don't you have to be very careful of those types of things? You do have to be careful with that. And those there, there's a there's a branch of finance that, that does very well in that. Mm. And that's speculation and day mm. trading and those sorts of folks. That is not me. Mm. That's that's not my department, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I look at long-term planning. We are not going to be able to predict or prevent anything that's going mm-hmm. to happen in the economy or the market. What we can do is – I'm deve- out then. No, I'm what we kidding. can do <laughs> and kidding. what we can do pretty confidently, Kevin, is yeah. develop a plan – yeah. Where we can walk through whatever comes about, mm. whether it be in your personal lives, personal tragedy, uh, personal setback, um, or or personal wealth. You know, yeah. we, we you hit the lottery or something, but we can walk through those together. Yeah, that's but not also, <laughs> if the stock market, if we have another two thousand eight yeah. or a similar downturn in the market, if we have, um, you know, w- whatever that setback may be, maybe a housing market, maybe a tech market, whatever your investments are, if. If we have a plan in place where we can walk through those, Mm. we don't have to predict or prevent them. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. And you don't have to make very knee-jerk decisions based upon what people think is, you know, that that may happen Um, because it's impossible to – nobody has a crystal ball. There are certain indicators that you can read. And, you know, the way that I think since Mark and I have known each other for a while, you know, and, and I've also been to Las Vegas a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And what I've done is if I'm going to Vegas, then we allocate just a small amount of money, you know, a couple hundred thousand. No, I'm kidding. Like, you know, a little bit of money to spend on, you know, slot machines or, you know, whatever. But we stick to that, you know. So, like, if you do have this this in your your blood that you want to get out there and try something, you know, one of these exotic investments. Well, you know. Assign a percentage of your uh, risk and what you want to try to do and go out there and do it. And, you know, you can get a hold of Mark because he's always got these Japanese uh, housing um, stock companies. But, Apple. But, 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 but seriously, Mark, in all seriousness, you know, if you had a little bit of money and, and that's, you know, that's something that, that friends can do and say, hey, you know, here's something that I heard, you know, on this website, you know, look into it. You're never going to take $20,000 and invest it unless you're, you know, unless you have a billion dollars, in which case that would be a small amount, but it's all about risk and reward, right? Yes. And, and it really does come down to almost all the investments we have are risk versus reward. Mm -hmm. And we want to take a look at, and there's a lot that goes into that when, when we start developing your plan, we look at your risk tolerance, mm. and, and just about every, every advisor and every company out there has some form of risk tolerance assessment. We want to find out how you feel mm. about putting some of your money at risk. Right. And, and the higher, how does it make you feel? The mm. lower the risk, 
How does that make you feel? Mm. Uh, but then some of the rewards change too. You know, we can go put put our money in the mattress, and that's pretty safe unless we have a house fire. Mm-hmm. But it's probably not going to grow very much, right? So, well, and, and and that's like a lot of people who got burned in two thousand and eight, and you know, Japan did this many many years ago where they had the big crash, and so people were just holding on to their money and they basically wiped out all their savings and they, they just kept it to themselves and and didn't invest it. You you don't want that to happen. And that did happen a little bit. People got scared. They started to take their money out of the investment community. And that was killing the market for a while because they thought, well, if it's in my mattress, it's going to stay at 0% and not minus 20%. But that's just not a, I think a, a wise investment for a long term strategy. Would you agree? Well, we'll have to set this up for our next show then. Yeah. We we, we do entirely too much driven by that fear. Mm, mm-hmm. So how do we overcome the fear both now and in retirement so that we're not afraid? Yeah. That was an Eminem song. I don't know if y'all ever heard it, but you have to take the opportunities that are given. And Mark, this show was designed to, we, we, are, we want to be advisors and not someone who is going to just tell you, hey, this is how it is. But we want to give people the information and, and encourage them, yeah. everyone who's listening, regardless of age. Mm-hmm. If you're in a, a working as a, an adult from mm-hmm. 18, maybe even younger, it's time to start a plan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And talking about it and starting to uh, put together some thoughts about it. What are your goals and all of those things? Unbelievably, uh, Jeff, we're out of time for this show. Uh, that was we, fast. We want to have you back as well. And please bring the orange jacket as well. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, guys, well. thank you for coming in and joining us. It's been a real fun show. Find us on the Housing Hour. Share it with friends and family. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Don't carry me too far away. Oh. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also, check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.